That's right. Welcome. Fusion Fantasy Football special show tonight welcome for you. Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. That's what I said. All right. So, we got a good one for you tonight, guys. Uh, as you can see, we're on video, all that good stuff. We got some guests in. I kind of teased it a little bit. Tonight, we are doing a fake football fight. That is right. But I am not fighting someone. Instead, I have two contestants ready to match up. And uh, they've been going at it for a while in the Fusion chat, guys. And I think they're a little fed up with each other. They're finally, they finally had it with one another. They've got some bones to pick. We got some issues to cover. Um, so I, I guess with that, we're we're gonna bring them in. We're gonna bring them right in. I, I first first guy, I gotta bring in the first guy. Uh because he he started it, to be fair. It'll make more sense going to this guy first, but we're gonna bring him in here and give him a nice proper introduction. It is, of course. Standing at nearly six foot. That's me. Something. Creator of the Clock Dodgers <laughs> podcast. Lord of Man, look out. Producer extraordinaire and undiscovered hip-hop star. It's Neil Maligno. That is, uh, that's the most original intro I've ever had, I would say, for sure. Um, yeah. And some, I mean, some, you know, very creative. Some some decent music there, yeah? Yeah. You like that it music? Sounded, it sounded good. It sounded good. It sounded good? Does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar. Sounds definitely familiar. Sound, okay. Definitely sounds familiar. All right. Uh, next, we're going to bring in another guest here. He it makes sense that I had to go. Less, less of an intro. Right, I'm going to have to mute you, man. Come on. Let's go here. <laughs> All right. So this guy, look, he is, he, he is a, a, a weekly guest on the Clock Dozers fantasy football podcast that is why that is why i'm doing him second here and uh this guy you got to look out for him because he'll use all kinds of numbers and stuff against you sometimes he, do he doesn't even believe it he's just making it up as he goes throwing stuff at you um i was gonna record this ahead of time and uh then he popped in the show now i gotta do it live on the spot and i don't say he is Josh Crocker. Hey, he is a weekly. Hey, he, he's the weekly specialist. Let's get his on here. That's right. He's the That's analytics right. specialist for Clock Dodgers. He's a published FF writer and a best ball addict. Josh Crocker. I feel like I feel like best ball addict is probably the good statement out of all of those. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Oh, guys. All right, I'm looking forward to this one. If you can't tell, uh, we got some fun stuff planned because it is, of course, Lock Dodgers Knockout Edition, fake football fight. All right, we got about uh, four or five topics for you guys tonight. So you guys ready to head off? Yeah, let's do it. I had to unmute any, myself. Any pleasantries to to to? No, we're just still mad at each other. Yeah. You should have you should have heard Josh all this all the smack that Neil was saying to me in DM <laughs> about about you. You sh I should have posted, gotten you riled up. I'm sure it was just air yards, air yards, air yards. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Numbers, magical numbers. Mm -hmm. And Neil was just all, I believe, I believe. It's and, my gut. It's my gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, okay, we actually have to have the fights. You can't just give away everything right now. All right, let's do this. It's fake football. Fake football fight. All right, our first topic tonight. Cam Newton. Top 10 for 2021 for fantasy football. We get he's not the greatest you know, NFL quarterback. We're not saying he's going to win 10 games for the Patriots, but is he going to pay off for fantasy football? He had some really good games last year. What do we think? Who's going to jump in first? I'll let Josh start with the hate. Go ahead, man. 
Okay, so uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton last year, my biggest complaint about him. I mean, I I understand that he was still he was still running. I think he was third in in rushing yards for the season. So he still he still brings that to the table, but he is just to be a top 10 quarterback. I think you you need to be distributing a few more air yards than what Cam is doing. I just and and besides besides that, like who who is helping him do this? Hunter Henry might be the number one receiver on that team. I mean, what this guy who's, here? Who's helping Cam? Who's helping Cam pull this stunt off? 100, 160 attempted air yards a game. I mean, that is that is horrendous. <laughs> like the you know your your best quarterbacks in the league are doing three hundred plus. He's at hundred sixty. So I just I don't want his receivers outside of Hunter Henry. And I don't think that Cam Newton is going to get there with his legs alone. Look, he he's already pulling out of the air yards crap, right? This is already we're already beginning with this. Like, let's talk about Cam Newton for a second. He missed a game last year because he was like one of the first guys to get COVID, right? So we're talking about missing a game. We're talking about not having a true offseason, a true training camp, nothing for a Patriots offense, which we know is already ridiculous. If you've seen him in interviews since the season ended, he said, listen, that offense just moved on without me. Like as soon as I came back, everything that I missed after the bye week, all that, they were already, they just kept moving. They didn't slow down. They didn't stop. So we're talking about a guy who is going to come into this season with a full offseason, full training camp, full health, hopefully no COVID issues or nothing crazy like that. He was 16th of all quarterbacks last year, last season. So to not expect a jump, you know, an improvement and all that kind of stuff, not to mention you're talking about, oh, just Hunter Henry. I mean, come on. They added plenty of other guys. They, they added wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar. I'm not going to let you ignore him, man. He, he made Derek, <laughs> Derek Carr look legit out there, throwing bombs. So we're not going to ignore Aguilar. And, I mean, come on, man. Like, this is – the whole team is better. A better O-line. Every, everything has gotten better on the Patriots, including all the work he's going to be able to put in, the opportunities he's going to be able to put in. Like – it, to me, it's pretty obvious. With when a player can make stuff happen on the ground, they can score touchdowns running the ball. Like this is, you know, Cam is a shoe in man. Top twelve, easy, easy top twelve. So top ten isn't pushing it for me too far. I think I think it's all it's all potentially there, but definitely top twelve. And the top ten is, you know, it's right there, man. It's right there. Why why are we bringing up air yards for Cam Newton? He's, because he's, he's running. That's, that's all he's got. Josh. It's all he's got. Uh, look, it's all he's got. Tell last us expected year, points. Tell us expected points. Go ahead. Last year, the guy had three, six, six QB one weeks. Six QB one weeks. I, I just, I don't, I don't think he's. You, you have to do something through the air. I, Cam, Cam is going to be probably top five in rushing again, and and that's nice. But I think in order to get it done, you just have to be more than top five in rushing. If that's all you're going to do, you have to be like an elite Lamar Jackson rushing quarterback. And I don't think Cam is that anymore. And have two giant tight ends leading the way for you. I think, I think that they will be his, his receivers. I, I mean, he's, he's throwing the ball, you know, it's six and a half yards per attempt. Like it's just it's not good. He's st- he's Nelson still Aguilar, baby. I know this is crazy. It's Nelson Aguilar time to save the day. The ball's gonna get thrown a lot deeper, Josh. But Neil, Neil, here's the thing. And I, and I, by the way, in case listeners can't figure it out by now, I'm playing both sides here. I'm just getting this riled <laughs> up. I don't really care. Uh Julian Edelman, he might. He's still got knee issues. He might be out. He might miss the whole season. So what do you say to that, Neil? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Why, why are we putting things out there in the air that are negative that haven't even happened yet, Josh? Come on. Come on, man. Let's have some positivity here. I mean, Let's even Lamar Jackson. So Cam Newton is attempting 160 air yards per game. Lamar Jackson, 215. Cam is a little bit more efficient than Lamar is, but Lamar also throws the ball a lot further, 8.6 yards per attempt. But, but Lamar has been in that offense. He didn't get COVID. He has – you know, decent wide. He had a decent wide receiver, talented young wide receiver. The the Patriots are getting those guys, man. They got the tight ends, the big tight ends. They improved the O line drastically. You know, with Trent Brown. I mean, come on, man. Uh, you're you're ignoring all the all the adjustments that are happening. You're just looking at last year's stuff. You're not looking at any of the changes. You're not looking at 
you're 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 totally ignoring the off season, the training camp, the COVID situation, the fact that it's the Patriots, the Patriots playbook, the Patriots offense. Like Cam is motivated, man, and and, and he even said like when they they asked him, "Are you going to retire?" He said, I, "I can't go out like that. There's no way. Like there's no way I'm going out like that." So I believe in a motivated man. I believe in a man who has proved he's top ten already in the past, and I believe in the Patriots. You know, offense and that team improvement. Not to mention all the players who are coming back who took off last year because of COVID. They just took the year off, so like the whole team is going to improve dramatically. So like to think that none of that matters, and we're just going to talk about what he did last year for air yards. Like, come on, man. Cam's got all the room to grow, man. In this offense, I don't know. Where, 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 the ropes. Have any have any quarterbacks made it top ten just throwing it to their tight ends? Like, give give me an example of this of this working for a tight end. Can't you know, like. Dak Prescott, Patrick. I guess Patrick Mahomes is his number one receiver. Yeah. Else, you could make that argument, but he also Cam, has Cam Newton. That that was old Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Dude, when Cam dude, Newton was going to be Greg Olson. dude, Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Derek Carr was top fifteen. He was number thirteen last year. All he had was Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar, who now Cam Newton has a better O line, a better team, a better coach. Like, what happens, on, Neil, man. when uh when the Patriots trade up and get get a quarterback rookie quarterback then it's just cam's top 10 this year and that's it <laughs> not next year Derek Carr is attempting 258 air yards a game like he it's just cam newton is so much further below because he didn't have the players that he had he but didn't he, have the players he's not even attempting enough air yards he had two rookie tight ends that no one even knew who they were he had you know some o-line issues you know guys that were sitting all over the place he had covid damn it he missed a lot of stuff you're talking about a motivated Cam Newton with a lot of extra work in it and a lot of extra players that matter. And man, I just think that, you know, and, and he's done it before, man. He's done it before. So I don't think any of this is far-fetched. But let's let's look at it this way, okay? For Cam to be top 10, let me just give you some names. Dak Prescott, you, you stop me when you think Cam Newton fits in. Dak Prescott, Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. We're gonna we're gonna put him ahead of Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. I, I mean, come on. Why not? Why not? Why 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 is any of this ability? Not to mention we're knocking Deshaun Watson off the list, right? Because he's not gonna even play probably. So that leaves you know more room for another guy to get bumped up. So I mean, and, and we know the volatility, you know, of this position. Like guys go up, guys go down. It's just the way it is. So. While, you know, all those names sound great and all those names have proved, you know, they belong there, so is Cam Newton, man. So is Cam Newton. All right. We're calling it. We're calling it. Crocker's leaning back, whatever. <laughs> I feel right. good at the right. Damn, in hard. I feel right. good. Rope a dope. Crocker came in swinging, but, uh, uh, you know. I need some water. Neil that. sat there and took it and waited it out. So I think we got a winner on this one's got to go to Neil. Let's go. We're calling we winners. Some more we're passion calling, here. We're officially calling. Let's go, Cogger. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, this is what we're doing. We're Josh, this is what we're, we're, doing. we're in a fight and you're throwing back white claws or something, man. I'm drinking yeah. water, bro. Come on. You're not, you're not meant for the long haul. Quarterback names. I'm up your phone. <laughs> you're, not, you're not, you're not taking this get, for the long haul. <laughs> I got to drink some more coffee. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Undercard two. Teddy Bridgewater. It's kombucha. I'm drinking kombucha. What's, this yeah, stuff, what's going on? on? I, I hope there's some, I hope that's the spiked stuff. All right, so Teddy no. Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, what's going to happen in Carolina, right? They just traded for him. I know, uh, Neil, you were on your own podcast talking about you were a little optimistic it sounded out like Sam Darnold, Sam yeah. Darnold, but uh, Josh is down here saying, well, why not Teddy? And you notice Josh wasn't on that episode, right? I'm like, this guy doesn't belong on this one. This right. is a solo one. So let's go fight. All right, listen, 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 listen. The Teddy thing is, is like, well, I don't even know why he's sticking this to this. I don't know why he's sticking to this. Like, they just traded for Sam Darnold. They got a good haul. I mean, they, they, they didn't have to, you know, the cost wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't crazy. Second? It was, yeah, it was pretty feasible. I mean, for a starting quarterback. So you have Teddy, who's on a massive contract. You move this guy because he's not any, he's not, a, he's not a game changer. He's not going to, you know, do anything special. He's just, you know, out there moving the chains along and stuff. You bring in Sam Darnold, a guy who, you know, before Adam Gase, before this Jets curse, before all this crap, you know, ha had a lot, you know, he's flashed, he's made big plays, he's thrown big touchdowns, didn't have a lot of weapons. I keep going back to weapons. This matters. I know 
to Josh, it doesn't for some reason because it's not a number. But listen, Sam Darnold's gonna be in the best offense he's ever been in. Come on, like, come on, can we argue this? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Right. So he's gonna ball out, Josh, and Teddy Bridgewater's gonna go somewhere and be a backup quarterback. That's how this is gonna play out, man. Well, they didn't trade for I, Darnold you know, to joke yeah. around out here. Teddy I mean, Bridgewater, like I. I'm willing to give Sam Darnold some what of a pass for having played with Adam Gase, but Teddy Bridgewater f- outplayed Sam Darnold last year. He was he was much better than Sam Darnold was, and this was a guy who was throwing the ball. You know, he, he didn't have CMC, so I mean, you can knock Teddy for being a bus driver all you want, but like a bus driver is exactly what you need to throw the ball to DJ Moore and and Christian McCaffrey. Like that's. He, he needs his CDL to be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Okay. You think it's an accident that they're, they they brought Sam Darnold back to Robbie Anderson, man? This is not a mistake, Josh. This isn't a coincidence. Uh, Robbie sure looked a hell of a lot better to me last year than he ever did with Sam Darnold. Because he had Adam Gase. And no, come on, man. Come on. Sam, first of all, Sam Darnold didn't even play a whole few games last year. So he'll be giving me, you know, how Teddy finished over, or over Darnold. And like I said, man. He's had the best weapons of his life. He's shaken the Adam Gase curse. They traded for him for a reason. He's, he's going to have some great young coaching, you know, great guys who know how to handle this guy. The, the, come on, dude. You've seen the flashy plays. You've seen what he can do. You see what he's capable of. Now you're going to give him DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson back, Christian McCaffrey. Don't get caught up in Neil's spell, okay? I know, I know that he is really good at telling these stories. He's good at telling these stories, <laughs> and they sound really good. But – just just sober yourself up for just just long enough for me to tell you some facts, okay? Teddy Bridgewater converted 53% of his air yards last year. Not not fantastic. That's not Russell Wilson, but it's pretty it's respectable. Do you know what Sam Darnold did? This is fucking terrible. Okay, 38%. 38%. He makes Carson Wentz look accurate. All right? Sam Darnold I don't know if we can really blame Adam Gase for that. Like he had Jamison Crowder. Just throw the ball to Jamison Crowder. You surely you can convert more than a third of your air yards. And you know, besides that, he was doing the same, the same kind of ugly thing that that Carson Wentz does, where you have this this inflated air yards per attempt, seven point seven, and what's he actually converting? Just about six. Like that's you're you're just chucking it downfield with no control. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater was a lot more, a lot more efficient, you know, almost what, 15% more efficient. And both of his numbers, attempted air yards and completed, are over seven. Like he's just he's just doing a good job. Josh. Josh, Josh, Teddy Bridgewater might not even be on the team by the time this episode comes out. If Teddy Bridgewater isn't on the team, then somebody's out of here. Somebody's out of here. Hell of a deal. Like I, I understand they brought in Sam Darnold. That does signal some intent, but I don't understand why they're moving on from Teddy. Like, what's the problem? Not, not Teddy Bridgewater. You know what the problem is, Josh? I, I don't. They don't. They're not looking for a bus driver, man. <laughs> they're looking for a guy who can fly a a, a freaking F one jet. And that's looking for a jet driver. So James Winston, like. I mean, the Saints probably didn't want to give him up, but I don't think it's Sam Darnold. It is. And, and just like you know, Josh mentioned, maybe they're going to draft a quarterback too. Maybe that. Maybe that's the plan. Who knows? We'll see. But I mean, Sam Darnold is a is a he's a young quarterback. He's flash. He showed potential. If he could stay healthy with the best weapons of his life, the best coaching in his life, you're about to see a Sam Darnold revival or you know, first time visit or whatever you want to call it, but it's way more inspiring than uh, what Teddy Bridgewater is doing in Carolina, especially with that inflated ass contract. He's gone. The Panthers clearly wanted to get a rookie this year, but with all the other teams trading up and everything, mm-hmm. it really looks bad for him getting any of the top five guys sitting at eight, I think pick eight, the Panthers. Yeah. So I think this was plan B but even though, yeah, they traded for him, they're saying, I mean, we know it's all coach talk right now and GM, or I should say GM speech in the offseason, but they're saying they're going to let him compete. And I don't know. I like. I think 
you picked a bit of a, a tough fight here, Josh, but you made you made some decent arguments. I think Listen. some of the numbers actually came through okay this time with with that's some pretty bad completion. Like that's 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 not good, you know. That's called Adam Gase. Complete c- compete with the salary cap in Carolina. He Go got ahead. better. Go it's Sam Darnold and his salary versus Teddy Bridgewater salary. That's what it Darnold is. Darnold got better from his rookie season without Gase to his sophomore season, his first year with Gase, his numbers still did improve. Now, I don't know if that's a credit to Darnold because he was still able to improve even with Gase, but just saying, it wasn't it wasn't all bad. Yeah, Jamison Crowder, congratulations. Way to, way, way to set Darnold up for, for success. Give him, one, give him one wide receiver, and that's yeah. it. Don't Mims you, don't you drag Jamison Crowder into this. No, Jamison's good. I love Jamison, but I'm just saying. Just, just, not, not, the Panthers not might make a financial decision and let Teddy go and and roll with Darnold, but it's just a financial decision. If they want to put the best quarterback under center, it's Teddy Bridgewater. The fact that Josh is even agreeing that my outcome is is a possibility, he's out of here, man. He's lost. He's not even sticking to his guns here. Come on. <laughs> to, that kombucha, that kombucha is getting to him. The kombucha is getting to him. We're here to fight, bro. <laughs> not, not become civilized and agree in the middle. Yeah, and like I said, Josh, this was a losing one from the beginning. But I, you did put up, I think, a pretty decent fight, all things considered. So I, I don't know. I, I almost want to call it a draw just because we don't even know who's going to be the starter. But I would not be surprised if by midseason, if Bridgewater stays on the team, I would not be surprised if by midseason – we're, they're pulling like a Dolphins where they're like swapping the guys back out and Darnold's not doing good or gets hurt or he, he gets mono again or I, I don't know, right? And then next thing you know, Bridgewater's back in there again. And I would not be surprised if that's the case. Uh, if And I and I would be surprised if I get an, an ESPN alert that says Teddy Bridgewater's been traded right now. It all comes down to Sarm Darnold is, is actually good or can be good and he might just be bad. I don't think it usually works out to blame the bad play on the coach. Just uh. this was an interesting one, but I don't think we got anything conclusive. I, I can't. I can't call it. It was enough hits on going both ways. We're gonna <laughs> let this one go. We'll have to come back to it later. All right. Third card. We gotta keep this moving, guys. Let's go to number three here. Marquise Brown at the Ravens. Is he? The problem not panning out quite like they'd hoped. A lot of flashy games, but then, man, a lot of like apparent drops, or is it bad passes? Which is it? Is it Lamar the problem? Marquise Brown the problem? Can he still be fantasy relevant going forward, or is he going to get replaced maybe even in this draft in a few weeks? I, I feel like I'm up 2 0 right now on Josh, so I'll let him start to try to give himself a chance here. Yeah. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown is absolutely the problem, it, and, and you can you can tell that his team was even figuring it out as the season went on because his volume in the second half of the season just wasn't wasn't anywhere near what it was in weeks four and five. You know, two hundred nineteen air yards, two hundred nineteen air yards in week four, one hundred forty one in week five, and then for the remainder of the season, he barely touches a hundred, and, and you could just see it when, when the Ravens went away from throwing the ball to a very, very inefficient receiver and in Marquise Brown and, and ran the ball more, they, they found their way. They started, they started winning games and playing better, looking better as a team, like throwing the ball that much to a receiver. Who's not going to catch the ball is just, it's a losing proposition. Like I, I totally blame Marquise Brown for Lamar Jackson losing a year. I think I think that he was their plan and he didn't work out. I think I think it's hilarious that Josh is is telling us that oh they fade they started to fade Hollywood Brown towards the end of the season. If you look at the numbers in the first half of the season, I think it's the first seven games, six games, he had one touchdown. The last eight games and on, he had like seven touchdowns. So I don't know how you fade a guy who scores more touchdowns on the back end than he did on the front end. But even if they faded him, he scored more touchdowns somehow. That's even more impressive, I guess. Um, but I mean, come on, dude. Yes, he is a boomer bust wide receiver as of right now. As we've seen 
in this league now, there's been players who have taken three seasons, four seasons, and they start to break out. Like they start to come alive. Like all the expectations we thought come to life, right? We're talking about a guy who had eight touchdowns last season. I I know he didn't have a thousand yards. I know he didn't have a hundred receptions. I know he didn't have those things, but he had the best numbers of his career. They all went up. Everything went up. Targets, receptions, yards, touchdowns, everything went up, right? So we're seeing improvement. I mean, you can't knock improvement. Like it, it is what it is. Like he improved, um sure Lamar isn't the greatest passer in the world I know he gets knocked on that a lot so that is what it is and I know this offense loves to run the ball Lamar loves to run the ball so sure it makes things even more weird I mean if you look at anyone talk about the Ravens and their wide receivers they seem like they love nobody if you if you ask anybody else oh they suck they don't throw the ball you know you can never trust any wide receiver here listen they added Sammy Watkins I think they might even add Antonio Brown honestly he's been working out with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown if these things happen, I don't even think it necessarily – I don't know who it hurts or who it helps, honestly, to be to be, to be be real with you because he hasn't had that many guys that he could actually throw the ball to. But I feel like this team is – you know, everyone's bailing on them. Everyone's bailing on Lamar. Everyone's bailing on Hollywood. No, no one seems to want a part of this offense. They're afraid. They're playing afraid, and that's fine. Fantasy community can play afraid if they want. But give me a guy who, who can go off, you know, ha- have an eight-touchdown season – you know, improve on every statistical category and everyone still knock him. I'll take that guy. I mean, obviously I'm going to get him at a great value, a great price. If I trade for him, it's, I'm going to get, I'm going to trade nothing for him apparently. So I'm, I'm all day with Hollywood, man. He's not the problem. Is he perfect? No, he's a young guy. He's still developing. He needs some leadership. He needs some guys, you know, to, to, to bring him along maybe a little more. And his quarterback maybe needs to get a little better. And, you know, all, all these things is another year in the books. Again, I keep going back to another year without COVID, another year with, you know, all these guys getting the chance to fully prepare better. Um, I have no reason to see Hollywood Brown regressing in any way. So he's a top 40 wide receiver, easy. Could, you know, could be top 35, push into that range up there. We'll see. There's a lot of good wide receivers in the league, but I think he's get, he gets an unnecessary amount of flack just because he does not, you know, boom every week and the expectations we had for him coming in. And this offense, we've seen it, you know, explode in different ways. But um, I'm not going to knock Hollywood Brown and blame anything on him. Um, I think he's still the same guy he was last year or better. And I don't think he's as bad as people say he is, especially if you're playing best ball, Josh. You're Mr. Best Ball, you know, guru. Don't you want these? Don't don't you want some guys maybe who are, are going to go off for you, especially with the way you draft? <laughs> I want guys that are going to go off, but that's not him. That's not him. Oh, he's gonna you, go off, Josh. If you look at if you look at his his point distribution, like he's more likely to give you a, a 10, 12 point game than anything else. It, it, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the Will Fuller distribution of points. Like it's just it's just not who he is. He's just a wide receiver who doesn't convert air yards. Oh man. Can I can I trust you on these stats since you just said he also tailed off towards the end of the season? His air yards tailed off. All that it was was air yards tailed off with touchdowns went up. I'll yeah, take it. I'll take that so. switch. For the first five games, he, he did peak week five with 10 targets, six receptions, 770 yards. After that, they did back off. He had the five games that were just terrible. And this one everyone was saying that he was just like done. But coming back week eleven. Uh, or it was actually week 12 game 11 right the next six games the last six games of the season for him he came back strong the volume may not have gone up with air yards maybe they found a different way of using him or something instead of just throwing it deep to him all the time and racking up air yards mm-hmm. because they started getting touchdowns he averaged one touchdown per game in that stretch six games six touchdowns uh averaging around eight yards uh eight targets a game four or five receptions always in that like 60 70 80 yard range peaked at 98 so yeah the yardage still wasn't impressive but he was just getting touchdowns so i don't know if we can trust that though right i mean okay so even you know if the touch we'll see about the touchdowns right i mean i mean there's no reason to not believe that you know eight touchdowns isn't like something phenomenal like that he can't we're not saying he got like 15 touchdowns or anything so i mean eight eight is you know believable number it's not crazy it's not off the charts or nothing right and if he finished at like 36, I think at a wide receiver last year, the, the separation from him at, you know, 36 and the guys like, you know, right inside top 30, they're not that far apart. They're like 20 points apart or something. So to think that he can't convert more of these, I mean, yeah, he had over hundred targets. So he didn't, he didn't even convert a good percentage of those. So if we could just improve, you know, either Lamar's passing attempts, if we can improve, you know, Marquise holding onto the ball, if we can improve little things, little things, there's plenty of room for Marquise to improve, man. 
what is this? What is going on right now? You got nothing for me, Josh? No I don't stats. think there's any reason to hold out hope for this guy. I mean, we held out oh, hope for man. Devontae Parker. We got, one year, we got one good year of him playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then he turned right back into a damn pumpkin. Well, so okay. If, Tell me, is it, is it a drop problem? Because we were talking about that. Is, is it Lamar out throwing him, like giving him bad throws? Is he not on target you know or is Marquise like, dropping him or not running the routes? What's the problem there? I don't What's know that I need to know what the problem is. I just know that it's a problem. Like, why? You, got, what, you don't what, have any kind of stat for me about his drops? What's the point in diagnosing this? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I finished a bottle of water on this guy. Already. I don't even, like, what do you mean the last six games, the volume wasn't there? But, I mean, he aver- if his last six games, the pace was, like, over 100 targets, 900 yards, 16 touchdowns. Like I Okay, what I mean when I say that the volume tailed off is that in his first six games, he had I, I understand. Go somewhere else. I want something else. Well, you want something else besides yes. the volume going down? Yes, I want something other than volume that tells me he's not a good receiver. That he can't be the number one there. Okay. How about, how about 48th in fantasy points over expectation? 48th. 48th. On on the seventh best opportunity in terms of Whopper, he was 48th in fantasy points. Over, I mean, they're pouring volume down this guy's throat, and he's doing nothing with it. All right, I, keep going. That's better. Keep going. Just, to me, that's just all there is to it. I, I don't. I don't need something else. Like what what you're looking for with a young receiver who you're hoping to break out is efficiency on low volume. You're hoping for efficiency on low volume and that low and that volume will follow. This guy is the opposite of that. They're that he's the Latavius Murray of wide receivers. They're pouring volume down his throat and he's doing nothing with it. Disgusting. It's not a breakout. (laughs) What's to say some other, what's some other receivers going to go there and we're going to find out that he just can't do it either because of Lamar. Well, that may be exactly. Also, I mean, hell, if we take some of these targets from Marquise Brown, does it even matter? I mean, he didn't catch half of them anyway. So listen, all the guy needs is 50 receptions. He'll score eight touchdowns on him. If we, if we really, if we really boil this down, like he, he's an explosive playmaker. And if Lamar gets a little more accurate, or Marquise holds on to a couple more balls or figures out a way to catch Lamar's balls better, whatever. That sounded, well, that sounded crazy. But whatever the situation is, there's plenty of room to improve here on both on both guys' behalves, all across the offense. And I don't see why we, we got to knock this guy. I, I think he, he was 36 last year, and there's definitely, I have no issue saying he could even get to top 30, which is yeah. a slight improvement. Can we, okay, this guy, he does not have these explosive games. He does. He didn't have a wide receiver one week. His yards are pretty low. He he had a nineteen point game, an eighteen point game, and a twenty one point game. Like this is not this is not an explosive player that's going to win you weeks. Aglor has a higher yards per reception. He's not Deshaun Jackson. He's just bad. And the the Ravens the Ravens paid the price for throwing him the ball way too much last year. He's not Deshaun Jackson. No, he's not. I mean, it's not exactly the, you know an exciting player at the at the moment. Well, not at the moment. He but was. Jack was pretty he was. good. Listen, I don't see how you don't see it, Josh. The numbers speak for itself. Everything you're saying about him being bad still doesn't deny the fact that he was a top 36 court wide receiver last year. And he was everyone and, every, and, and everyone around him. He was 36, and everyone around him within, you know, a, a, a far, a pretty far vicinity is like 10, 20 points away. It's not like anyone's dramatically, you know, it's not like he's at the bottom of the barrel just, you know, doing nothing. He's So if you're saying Lamar isn't the greatest quarterback passer and Marquise ha- has to improve at catching the ball and this offense has to improve at, at, at throwing the ball, if those things happen, why would he get worse? I think that those he things will happen. Very little, he could do a lot. I think he got that a lot of targets, though. I think that the Ravens will improve when they take his volume and, and, and funnel it to someone else. If there's someone good enough to funnel those targets to, then everyone rises with that, with that great ability and talent that's on the team. And that means that the cornerback on the other team isn't, isn't going after Marquise Brown because now he's going after whoever you're saying is so great. That's getting these, some of I'm these targets. I'm going to give you one more chance, Josh. You got anything for me that tells me that Lamar Jackson is not the problem? Anything. 
you know, I no, I don't. I don't have the stats that saves Lamar Jackson. I don't. I don't. You don't. All right. This is a bloodbath. Yeah, I I yeah. thought Josh, okay. I, I thought that I was have. a layup for Here's you. I, I thought that one was a layup for do, you. Do you need Upset. a three? Listen, listen. Do you need Marquise Brown got oh. the same opportunity per the game. Round's over. Very similar. What are you still talking for? The fight's Marquise over. Brown got the same opportunity per game as Tyler Lockett. He's throwing punches after the bell. This is yeah, I gave you so right. many right. opportunities. This you is totally you illegal. Face it into his corner. I'm not going to let this is, I'm just disappointed. This is I'm Connor jumping over. This is Connor not, jumping over the cage. He wasn't prepared. I thought he had this one. Ah. Oh. Listen, hey, listen, Josh. This is how they do, man. They 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 don't they don't respect me enough, man. They come in here. They think it's an easy match. They think they're gonna mop the floor of me with air yards and expected points. And I, and I and I and I do it how I do it, man. All right, all right. He's still trying to talk. All right, so we're gonna go to the next one. Drink that I kombucha, hope he can buddy. do a little bit better with this one here. Um, I got it's Cam Akers, okay? And I know Josh has been in a bunch of these best ball drafts, and uh, he's keeps on getting upset about seeing Cam Akers go that high. And even I've said before that I think a lot of people are compensating right now for being too low on him as a rookie. A lot of people had him behind Dobbins and behind Swift. I had him right up there as my running back three. But now it seems like they're maybe overcompensating and they have them too high. Or is it just right? Let's go. <laughs> John, look at this frustrated guy. I love when my opponent looks so frustrated. The thing, the thing about fighting Neil is he just he just makes it sound good. Like, like it's, it's really vapor, but he makes he sells the shit out of it. Gift the gab, baby. The gift the gab. <laughs> that is what it is. I'll start. I'll start. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start to give Josh a chance so he can get whatever prep and training and people right. talking in his ears in the background to get help, give him advice. He's probably got a, he probably got one of those earpieces. You know, he doesn't have headphones on. He's probably got an earpiece right now with somebody talking to him in his ears. So we'll let them prepare for my statement. Cam Akers. I don't understand what Josh's issue with this, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it so we can see exactly what the problem is with Cam Akers because this guy exploded in the playoffs against you know elite teams elite defenses you know the guys who are playing for their life they're, they're trying to get to the super bowl right and he went crazy he went nuts he had yards touchdowns everything we're talking about again a guy who was a rookie so oh he had a late start why why, why did he get so good at the end of the season why because he's a, a rookie and rookies sometimes take a little while to get going and a team takes a little while to believe in them and have the faith and confidence in them which they ended up obviously having he put up you know, workhorse back type, you know, production at the end of the season. Not to mention, you had a, a, a better quarterback. There's To me, there's no question it's a better quarterback. I know Josh doesn't even like golf, so he has to agree that's a better quarterback. So if he says anything else, he's a liar, and he'll pull up some stat that says golf is better just to debate me here, but he doesn't believe he's better than Stafford. So better quarterback for the Rams. Overall team situation is improving for everybody. High ceiling running back in this offense. Great head coach. Not going to see eight in the box. There's great wide receivers. This guy's a workhorse back, and he produced like it at the end of the season. And, and Josh is going to say, why do you have such a slow start? Why didn't he do good? Because he's a rookie. And because he had to gain confidence, the team had to gain confidence, and he went off when he had the opportunity. So those drafting him at 12 in best ball, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's perfect. Listen, Cam Akers is nothing <laughs> – but another late season running back breakout. Do you know? Do you know who else looked really good down the stretch of a season? Once upon a time, Damian Williams. Do we do we remember that name? Do you know what he did the next year? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Cam Akers has the draft capital, but I don't think he really did anything to put the rest of the players on this team away. I don't think Darrell Henderson is going away. Okay, especially Darrell Henderson not, put himself away. Especially not when when you look at the receiving end of things. Cam Akers did nothing to separate himself from that pack. So so what have you got here? Have you got a have you got a grinder? Because I don't think what you've got is a is a running back who's going to take all of the work, including the receiving work, which you, you really need to be drafted in the first round of, of fantasy football. Okay. Cam Akers doesn't have that kind of a portfolio. And then 
Stafford is absolutely better than Jared Goff. <laughs> the day that I start saying otherwise, I'm I'm done. I'm washed. Okay, <laughs> but Stafford isn't really known for for helping a running back be productive. And and I don't know how fair it is to to put the Detroit Lions rushing woes on Matt Stafford, but it hasn't it hasn't happened. And I I wonder if we're just going to see a, a sea change in the philosophy of this team. I don't think we're going to see the Rams as they were constituted with Jared Goff. I think that they went and got Matt Stafford because they're tired of watching Robert Woods and Cooper Cup do the most they can with nothing with no air yards. I think that Stafford's going to be moving them, them down the field, which which probably means more touchdowns for Cam Akers, but I don't think that he's going to be, you know, Todd Gurley reincarnate. I, I, what I don't understand is you, you, you were knocking Marquise Brown earlier for the team fading him and all this kind of stuff at the end of the year. Well, this team, the Rams, did the opposite with Cam Akers. They gave him more snaps, more opportunity. The coach is even coming out saying, hey, this guy is special. This guy, I know you hate Coach Beak, but he's saying he's special. He's an everyday, every down back. You know, the production obviously last year proved the coach speak. It backed it up. They, they At the end of the season, they gave him more work. They gave him snaps. They gave him even with, Dar- you know, Henderson with everything, man. Again, you improve the quarterback play on this offense, no question. They got wide receivers that we all know other teams have to respect. He'll never see eight in the box. He's he was already talented coming out of college. Not like we're like this guy was like, oh, what a surprise! What a James Robinson surprise! It's not what this was. Cam Akers was already you know a, a well accomplished guy. So listen, man, I, I don't get it just because he's a late bloomer, which late he said he was a rookie in his first season ever. How, how do we even call that late? That doesn't even make sense to me, but. Listen, everything points to Cam Akers being well worth the 12th pick. He's, he's, if anything, he's a low end running back one. Like, what's the problem with that? How, how is that? I mean, at the worst, that's where he's at, in my opinion. I, okay. So, a couple of things. I think a slow start doesn't look like what Cam Akers did. I think a slow start looks like what Jonathan Taylor did. Okay. Jonathan Taylor had, had a slow start, but on the season, he still put up, I think, six running back one weeks. And Cam Akers had exactly one. He was a running back one exactly one time and we're taking him in the first round. If you want to take him right behind JK Dobbins, I'm fine with that. I think that's where he ought to be late second round, maybe third round, but he's going at the 10th pick. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. I think that he benefited Who's he going ahead of who's he going ahead of. He's going ahead of Austin Eckler. He's going ahead of Dobbins, like I said. He's going ahead of, you know, like on the wide receiver end of things. He's going ahead of A.J. Brown. He's going ahead of Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. It's just, it's, I understand that it's very exciting. I think think the the Jonathan Taylor comparison. We need to focus in on the 112 part, all right? You're both making good points here, but I want to know why it's he's worth it in the first round there. He's he not convinced me that he can beat out the other players you're going to take instead. Yeah, I mean, I just want to really quick the, J, the the Jonathan Taylor comparison. Like, what's the point of that? Like, he got way more work, way more rushing attempts, more targets, more everything. So, of course, you know, well, he had even more of an opportunity. Better. I mean, he <laughs> the team the team got the point quicker. That's all it was. They realized how good he was earlier. I think that that's what that's what draft capital should do for you, right? That's what draft capital should do is give you early opportunity. And camp makers. So who, you, so who are you drafting? Who are you drafting instead of camp makers at that spot? I would draft Aaron Jones. I would draft Austin Eckler. I would probably take Dobbins ahead of Cam Akers. That, that's crazy. I, you know what? I like you say J.K. Dobbins. You lose the argument right there. I can't deal with it. I, I like deal with it. even like DeAndre Swift. I feel like DeAndre Swift put down a solid body of work like the entire season it was nothing but you cannot stop deandre swift from getting more work in this backfield it wasn't just late season one week breakout so you trust every rookie running back basically i got it except 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 this guy got it we got it we got to get on to the main event here guys we're running out of time um this was a tough just just like asking josh to defend teddy bridgewater Cam Akers at the 12. So like, you know, 11, only 11 players in front of him is, is a lot to ask. And uh, you lost me a little bit with the Dobbins first, but 
you know, Aaron Jones, Eckler, it's hard to get those kind of guys in front of Cam Akers and not bump him past the 112. So, you know, Neil, you really needed him. You really needed to sell me on him being a top eight running back because that's what he's got to be to be in the 112. So, you know, because a lot of these best balls are they wait on those, they, they wait on their quarterbacks. I'm not sure if you're aware, but they wait on those quarterbacks. You can't be, uh, you can't be thinking they're going to push down the other guys. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and give this one to Josh because I, I, it was a tough ask. It was a tough ask. But, you know, Josh comes away with a little bit of momentum here. He, he maybe gathered himself there a little bit. Maybe that was a bad strategy by Neil, letting him letting him uh, catch his breath there. But we got to get listen, to the last listen, one Josh here. is we on my podcast. Listen, Josh is, listen, Josh comes on the Cloud Dodgers podcast. I understand you giving him a pity round. I'll take it. I'm not mad at it. I'll take it, too. I'm... <laughs> I'm fine with I'm fine with being oh, on the board. Listen to this. Give him the pity. Give him the pity round, and let's move on to the final. Final matchup here, main event: Antonio Gibson. Josh this Crocker guy. seems to hate him, uh, but he got a lot of work. He got better as the season went on. A lot of touchdowns, but you know, I know McKissick was there catching a bunch of passes, but they seemed to to both do well. At the same time, Tony Gibbs, he's a very talented, athletic player. Can he make the leap and be a running back one for Dynasty? We're going to talk Dynasty here. We talked best balls here. Let's talk about Dynasty going forward. Is Antonio Gibson worth it as a prospective long-term running back one? Let's hear, let's hear your ridiculousness. Let's hear the ridiculousness, Josh. Go ahead. No, I mean, really? In Dynasty? In Dynasty, Antonio Gibson is is the picture of a sell. That's exactly what this guy was. He he does not have anything that looks like the portfolio or the the profile of a guy who's going to be able to stay there and do it year in and year out. Like he was he was not the best receiver on his team. JD McKissick was better in the receiving game than Antonio Gibson was. I just what what is this guy? What is he doing? How is he going to con- continue to do this? I, I just I really don't get it. I mean, I understand that he's like he's an electric player. Okay, he's the guy who can do have a big game on on low volume, but I just don't think that, especially in dynasty, that that's the bet that I want to make long term. Josh, he was thirteen last year in PPR running back, so. Like to be top twelve, you know, a starting running back in dynasty, that I run RB one. Like, what, what? How are you pushing him out though? Like, what? What? What is going to stop Gibson from improving? What is going to? What is going to stop Gibson from continuing to produce like that? What's going to stop him? You mean the improvement at quarterback? Is that what's going to do it? Is it the second year in an offense? Is it the non-COVID offseason and full training camp? Is it the improvement at wide receiver? The more weapons on the offense? Please let me know how all these improved things for Antonio Gibson's offense is going to stop him from producing like he did and better. I, I, I don't hear anything you just said that said, oh, he's electric. I know he's electric. Yeah, you're confirming what we're thinking. So please tell me how he's going to get become a worse run, running back. You, you, oh, because he had a running back on the team who also took a lot of targets. So yeah, so he beat that odd. So he was he beat all the odds that you just laid out, and he was 13. So with everything improving around him, he's going to regress as as a as what, what is McKissick going to be the running back uh, of, of the team as well as the pass catcher running back? Like what exactly is supposed to happen here to make Gibson fall backwards? He's he's going to not be seventh in total touchdowns. He's going to not be seventh in total touchdowns, and he's probably going to not be the eleventh most re- efficient running back in terms of fantasy points over expectation. He, his opportunities were 18th, you know, 18th in attempts, 25th in targets. I think that's the range where I want to take Antonio Gibson. When he's not getting those touchdowns and, and J.D. McKissick is there being the better receiver, I think Antonio Gibson is going to finish in that 18 to 25 range. Josh, well, just think about red this. Zone. Let's talk red zone uh, goal line opportunities specifically. He dominated washington's opportunities for there that's why he's getting those touchdowns because it didn't touch it when they were in that area what do you got for that 
I, I just I don't think that red zone opportunity is something that you're going to see repeat year over year over year. It's such a small sliver of the opportunity that I think it's just fluky. I, I don't think that what you have there is uh, a real signal of what the team wants to do. Nah, man. Listen, he had 44 targets last year in the passing game, so that's not even bad. That's not even like terrible. With with another with another running back getting so many targets that he got, that's not even a bad amount. That's not even. That, I mean, it's not like they didn't believe in him at all. Like he couldn't catch the ball. They don't trust him. Like they they clearly proved that they're going to give him the work out there. They're going to throw the ball to him. They're not afraid of it. They're not, they don't lack confidence in him doing that. So that's gonna if that if that trickles up at all. I mean, you think they're gonna like bank on JD McKissick like forever or something? Like that's not gonna happen. So. He, he could easily bump up one spot or more like guys in front of him. Josh Jacobs, they just added Kenyon Drake. Do you think Josh Jacobs is going to hold, you know, a, a, that high eight, 10? I mean, where do you think he's going to go? You got guys like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chuck potentially like eating into each other's work. And if one goes down, one's going to drop off, you know, down the planet here. There, there's plenty of room for him to grow higher in this list, but he's right there on the borderline RB RB one already. So like to, to, to argue him not to be that, I, I need something like dramatic, man. I feel like I need some like inconclusive evidence that tells me not like, you know, fairy land, fairy tale stuff. Like, I don't think they're going to have that red zone opportunity when the whole team gets better. I don't think they're going to, you know, continue to have this, you know, potential for him. He didn't even get like 800 rushing yards. Like even if he just rushes the ball more, like there, there's plenty, the, the, the points that, that he got, he left, there's plenty of meat on the bone for him to, to improve on that after his rookie season. There's plenty of room. There's there's no way. Even if one thing went back a little bit, there's room on everything else to go up. There's, there's too much room. The thing about the JD McKissicks, it's it's not that they're gonna be like, it's not that they're gonna steal the show, but like Theo Riddick sure did suppress a lot of running backs from being anything in Detroit just by being the better receiver on the team. Okay, if you look at Antonio Gibson's expected points per game, which I'm looking at that because that that will capture red zone opportunity, right? That that accounts for him getting a carry close to the goal line. He, in his expected points per game, he was 28th. So like, I just don't buy that this guy is going to continue to be so efficient. You know, you're, it, you're, you're using theoretic as an example why running backs in Detroit weren't good. When a couple of arguments ago, you just said running backs are never good in Detroit. So what happened? Theoretic has been ruining every single running back in Detroit. What Theoretic did was take away the high value, high efficiency touches, and that's. And the did, McKiss- did McKissick do that to Antonio Gibson last year? Yeah, he's the better receiver. So I so I think that he will continue to do that to. And he destroyed Gibson. him last year, right? Because he ended up thirteen of all running backs. Well, they they also you know they had some health things. They didn't have all those guys ready to go every game of the season. And I just don't know that the the injury cards will fall in Antonio Gibson's favor again. Like if, so, if McKissick is healthy every week, I think that that's bad for Antonio Gibson's season long finish. So McKissick Gibson did miss two games towards the end of yeah. last season as well. Listen, there's too much room. There's too much room for growth here to believe that McKissick, who you didn't care about before last season, is going to stop Antonio Gibson from being RB, you know, one status. There's just too much room. There's too many potential things to improve upon. There's just too much to say that, you know, McKissick is your is your factor. That's going to break everything down here. That's going to well, destroy. A, a good receiving back is a hard thing to get around. I mean, look at Danny Woodhead. But he did. Danny Woodhead did to Melvin Gordon's upside. But Josh, he did it. He missed two games. He was a rookie. He was on a bad offense. Like a, didn't know who his quarterback was one week to the next. All these things and he overcame all of them. Even AP got ran out of town. A Hall of Fame running back got ran out of town and said that offense is built for that man. It, it was just it was just efficiency. It was just touchdowns. And running back efficiency does not stick around. It was just this. It was just it that. Doesn't, it doesn't stick around. Without the crazy efficiency, if we just give him normal efficiency, you're looking at a guy who's getting 12 to 14 points a game, and that's just not an RB1. Because of J.D. McKissick. Go well, figure. I sure hope J.D. McKissick doesn't get traded to the Titans or anything and ruin Derrick Henry's RB1 status, you know? All right. I know, uh, look, look. McKissick didn't 
do anything like this in Seattle. So I don't know if that's a pointer against or for Gibson. On the other hand, Gibson, you said he's not the pro the profile. He's got the profile. He's a athletic specimen. Uh, this this guy is ridiculous athlete. So it's just a question of if they can unlock him. He was held. He, he didn't get the volume in college, and so it seems like maybe they're working him in. And uh, I don't know. It's hard. Like like Neil was saying, it's hard to believe that he's going to get worse with better offense and another well, year in the system. And I know you're saying the efficiency, but but look, efficiency for running backs is not consistent except for the good running backs. So at this point, we have to decide, is, is he efficient because he's good, or did he just have one of those years? But the good, efficient running backs continue to be efficient. The Kamaras, the Chubbs, the Derrick Henrys, right? These guys are continually efficient. And now there's fits of magic in Washington. Come on, man. Look at what he did for Gaskin. Everybody said Antonio Gibson can't run in between uh, the tackles. Like the the benefit that Antonio Gibson will get from having Fitzpatrick will be red zone trips. Okay, and he was already seventh. He was already seventh in total touchdowns. That number is not going to go up that much. Is are we projecting him to be top five in touchdowns? Is that what's happening? Standing at nearly. It's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. Literally, it's a wrap. Come on, man. Yeah. That kombucha got to this man's head. He should have drank water. You don't go into a place yeah. dehydrated like this. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't touch All right, guys. We're about out of time. Um, that was that was good, though. Josh, that's a good sport. It was uh, not good. It I was, was not good. I was a little, I'm still disappointed about the Marquis Brown. They didn't have good. more stuff. I'm still, was... still, I'm still disappointed about, it, about that one. I thought you had that one. Uh, I was stacked against you on this one too, because it's hard to say Gibson. I mean, long term. Look, I get, I get. If someone says he's he's not worth uh, the one twelve, you know, for Gibson. I get, I get it. I get that, you know. But you're gonna wear I this. Get, I even get your point about him being a sell high right now. But just what he can be in dynasty long term. Pretty hard to not to be optimistic about this guy. So. Josh, Josh, go ice up, man. Go ice up. You... <laughs> Take an ice bath. It's just, All you right. know, there's a reason why these guys' ADPs are overinflated, and it's because their story sounds nice, and Neil played to that. He did that. He did a good job of it. I appreciate what Neil does, okay? He he, he puts a nice spin on it. Oh, you just man. keep being. All right, hang, hang, hang on, hang on. It's not your turn for the post game. The post match, I gotta talk to the champ first here. Yeah, this is right, talking. You know, this is like talking to a guy who got knocked out and asking him to be logical. You know what I mean, like, come on. All right, how do? What do you think about the fight? How'd it go? You had a couple. I, you had a little down spot. You lost a little momentum going in the main event. I mean, listen, I let him go first that round. I was being respectable about it, trying to give him a chance. Um, I think there was a little bit pity on the judges. You know, they felt a little, you know, bad for the guy. You know, they're trying to find points for him somewhere. And so I understand that, right? We all want, you know, a comeback kid story. We all want the underdog story. But he had no chance coming into this. You know, we trained for this. We trained and he, and he, and he played just into our training. We, we we expected what we got from him. And, you know, the whole team here, we're, we're proud of what we put together. I got to thank my trainers, the staff, and everybody who put on all the research and hard work because this way it came to life, man. Where can they find your stuff, Neil? You can find it on the Clock Dodgers podcast. Just go to any podcast platform you want. Type in Clock Dodgers. You'll find the podcast, and that's where the, that's where the magic's at, man. Okay. All right. Thanks. Hi, Josh. What happened? What went wrong? I, I feel like I feel like this is after the people's court. You know, when they're like leaving the courtroom, and uh, and you're yeah, talking yeah, to the, the like yeah. the, the judge just totally railroaded me, and I have to pay a bunch of money and. I just stand here and say things. You could you couldn't find half of your your evidence for the for Marquise Brown and I mean uh, uh, Marquise case Brown went sideways. Uh, the, it's just it's it's more fun to tell the story. It's more fun to tell the story. It's more fun to be an emotional drafter, and I understand 
And, you know, Neil, Neil does a great job with that. He knows the game he's playing. He plays it well. All right. Thanks. Thanks for being great sports about this. Having a good time. I've been looking forward to this. And you can find Josh on the Clock Dodgers podcast as well. Hopefully, maybe not, maybe not anymore. We'll see. We'll find out. And uh, if not, you'll you'll find him on on my podcast guesting every now and then. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll give him a vacation. We'll give him a vacation. He needs it. (laughs) He'll need a couple of weeks to to recover here. (laughs) Put him on the eye. All right, guys. See you next time. Thanks for having us.